Hi, I'm Rizan Asab and welcome to the CLNQ podcast on choosing breast implants. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you select an implant, what are the things that you look for, and what are the different factors in choosing the right implant for yourself. So when it comes to choosing implants, many people think that it's simply about the size. So you think about, and often patients talk about being a certain cup size following their procedure. But I think it's important to highlight that when it comes to implants, they're measured in volume, so in cc's, rather than cup sizes. And often patients who have a certain size of implant may be a different cup size in a different bra from a different store. So it's important to rule out that in your mind that you want to be a certain cup size because every different store will have a different cup size for each individual type of bra. So when you come in for your consultation, the first thing that I will do as a surgeon is to examine you. And during that process, I will take measurements um, of the breast width, um, measurements of the nipple position, the breast inframammary fold, and a number of other measurements. And that will help guide us into choosing the right implant for you. So as we mentioned, there are a number of different factors that we need to think about when choosing an implant. These include the size, the shape, the profile, the surface, and also the plane in which the implant is placed. With breast implants, there are a number of different brands available on the market currently. And I'm sure you're all aware of the PIP scandal which happened a while ago. And so I think it's important to be aware of the, of the brand that the surgeon is using. In my practice, um, I tend to use predominantly uh, a certain brand of implants that have been around for a while. So they have a long uh, safety record and they are FDA approved. So that's the regulatory body in the United States. So often those types of implants that have FDA approval would have gone through stringent testing to be approved for medical use. In terms of size, I largely base this on patient preference and, of course, your anatomy. So the breast width is often a useful marker as to how large or an implant the breast can accommodate in your particular case. When it comes to shape, we generally talk about two types, either a teardrop or anatomical or a round implant. Now, the teardrop implants tend to have less fullness in the upper pole of the implant, more fullness in the lower part of the implant, giving it a sort of teardrop or a pear shape. Whereas the round implants tend to have an equal amount of fullness in both the upper and lower pole. So the type of shape will depend on the sort of result that you're looking for. So those patients that have the round implants will tend to have a bit more fullness in the upper part of the breast. Whereas those that go for a teardrop or anatomical shaped implant will have a bit more fullness in the lower part of the breast. 
Next, there comes a range of profiles for implants. So when it comes to profiles, we mean the height or projection of the implant. With the particular brand that we use, the profiles are described as moderate plus or high. So the moderate plus is a slightly wider implant with not as much projection. So again, it's a slightly more natural looking implant. The high profile implants tend to be a little bit narrower, but they have a bit more projection. Now the company launched a new range of implants, which they called the extra range. And in that they have a moderate extra and a high profile extra. So the moderate extra kind of sits in between the moderate plus and the high profile. So it's kind of has a little bit of projection with a little bit of width. And then the high profile extra implants tend to have a lot more projection and a narrower width on the implant. And again, it's about choosing the right implant for your breast shape. So in some patients who have a very narrow breast width, who want a more fuller look, then the high profile or the high profile extra implants will probably provide more of the kind of look they're looking for. But in some patients, they may have a broader shaped breast, in which case the moderate plus or the moderate plus extra will fill out the width of the breast more. Now again, every individual patient is unique and one particular type of implant in one person will look completely different to another person. The next important thing when we talk about implants is the surface of the implant. There are two main types of surface. There are the smooth or the textured. Textured implants have a rough coating on the surface of the implant. The reason for this is that this helps reduce the risk of capsular contracture. Capsular contracture is the tissue that forms around the implant when it's placed in the body. In most people, this capsule remains thin, but in up to about 10% of patients, this capsule can thicken or harden, and that's called a capsular contracture. The symptoms of capsular contracture include firmness, pain, discomfort, and when it becomes quite severe, it can cause distortion to the shape of the breast. And this may need further surgery in the future. For a long time in the UK, textured implants were the main implants that were being used. Then smooth implants became popular again due to an awareness of a condition called ALCL. ALCL stands for anaplastic large cell lymphoma. This is a very rare type of cancer, which may or may not be linked to breast implants. At the moment, we think that the rate of ALCL is about 1 in 20 to 60,000 patients with implants. So it is quite rare. The data shows that ALCL may be 
linked to the texturing on the implants. And in fact, when it comes to textured implants, these were classified as what we call macro or micro textured implants. So the macro textured implants have a coarse texturing, whereas the micro textured or nano textured have a very fine texturing or coating process. The majority of the cases were believed to be linked to the macro textured implants and that resulted in the Allegan macro textured implants being removed from the market. So again, the most common implants that we use in our practice remain the micro textured implants. Whereas a number of patients are now asking for smooth implants due to their concerns regarding the risks of ALCL. Now, whenever we see a patient and we're discussing the smooth versus textured, it's important to balance the risks with each type. As we've said, the textured implants help reduce the risk of capsular contracture, but they're associated with a potential risk of ALCL even though that risk is quite rare. We know from data from previously that smooth implants do carry a higher risk of capsular contracture, which is a much more common condition compared to ALCL. Smooth implants have a lower risk of ALCL. So it will be the decision of our patients as to which surface or coating of implant that they choose to have. The other important factor when it comes to implants is the plane in which the implant is placed. Now, we often talk about under or over the muscle. And there's other terms like dual plane and things like that. Essentially, over the muscle involves placing the implant on top of the muscle under the glandular tissue. And again, there's different techniques such as pure subglandular or subfascial and things like that, which probably a little bit more detailed than you need to know. So generally, in patients who have a reasonable amount of their own breast tissue, we have covering of the implant, and so potentially we could go over the muscle. Now, in patients who have very little tissue, generally we tend to recommend going under the muscle. And the reason for this is the muscle adds a little bit more tissue on top of the implant, which helps reduce the risk of rippling and potentially seeing the edges of the implant. In some patients, they may have ptosis or drooping of the breast. And in this situation, then possibly we may need to think about having an uplift procedure in addition to the implant or potentially just having an uplift without an implant. And again, your surgeon will discuss this option with you. So in summary, there's lots of different choices when it comes to choosing an implant. It's not just about the size. There's a lot of different factors we need to think about and your surgeon should help you guide your decision into which type of implant you choose. I hope this has been useful and we'll talk about further topics in forthcoming episodes of our podcasts.